Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Brought to you by Advanced Catalyzers, available now at Boss Fitch Station. <laughs> we got to start recording those. We really do. We got to start. I could put them at the beginning of like every episode. Seriously, I'm, I'm totally uh, landing at Boss Fish Station right now. <laughs> I'm doing it. Uh, but I'm also, actually after because I'm going to go like do the community goal so they can murder a bunch of people. Oh, you're playing. I'm a nice guy, Jim. That's right. You're you're playing that game. Uh, There's all, no game better. <laughs> well, uh, also joining us is uh, your co-host Hunter. Also brought to you by Back to Tanks for when you get burned. It's Bacta. Bacta's is the like best. Bacta the future. Only ask for Bacta. The best. Bac- Bacta. <laughs> That's the future. <laughs> and joining us in the newly assembled fourth chair, we just got it from Ikea today. Uh, we hastily put it together. We still have some screws and an Allen wrench uh, left yeah, over. It was weird. We had like all the screws left over I, somehow. Yeah, I, I don't know. That. Fucking Ikea with their, excuse my language, sorry, Darn IKEA with their uh, very basic direct, very basic Swedish directions. Uh, Spaz is now officially our fourth co-host. Welcome, buddy. Fourth horseman of the apocalypse, apparently. Oh, which one do you want to be? I want to be pestilence. So, which one do you want to be? Famine. Hmm. Famine. He said famine. Oh, famine. Okay, cut out for a second. All right. Uh, hope, hopefully, he doesn't get eaten by the tar monster. Right. So, uh, <laughs> folks, I'm trying. Um, yeah. Folks uh, watching on the stream, if if you guys could keep an eye on how the stream looks and sounds, I'm trying some different settings with my bandwidth and OBS here because the descent, for the um, no, the uh, free space stream from a few days ago was just a dropped frame of Palooza. It was just. Dropping frames left and right, so I've been toying with my settings, so I'm really hoping things work better now. So please, uh, I see a bunch of you are watching. Just keep an eye on things and let me know in the chat, um, if you could, how it looks, if it's stuttering a lot. Haven't, not, knock on wood, haven't dropped any frames yet, so let's hope we, uh, knock it on wood again, we stick with that. But uh, folks, we do have a guest uh, this week joining us from... Kansas City, Missouri, not that other stupid Kansas City, but the the, the good one in uh, Missouri, is uh, Mike, also known as MJN. I almost I almost said MGM, like the lion. I, I keep wanting to say MGM. Um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Need, you need like Hobbs <sighs> doing a roar. Uh, <laughs> um, Can I have to handle now? But uh, yeah, joining us from Kansas City, it's Mike or MJN from the uh, Hardlight community to talk about Between the Ashes, Slaves of Chaos. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I'm glad to be here to talk about it. Well, we're happy to have you because I've been playing this uh, mod and it's insanely impressive. Now, folks, uh, just a bit of background. Um Free Space 2 uh, went open source back in, what, 2002, I believe. And since then, it has had, well, it had a vibrant community back then, but it's just grown by leaps and bounds since then. And if you've uh, watched our show before, we've talked about Blue Planet, we've talked about Free Space Open. Um, uh, there are a lot of mods and missions and, and whatnot. And this is one of the newer, bigger, uh, I would say, mods for. Um, 
for free space too. And, and you can get this for free. All you need to do is uh, I'll have we'll have a link in the show notes on the on spacegamejunkie.com to get the FSO installer and it installs it for free. You just play it right off your right off your thing. All you need to do is own Free Space 2, which you should already if you listen to this podcast. And if you don't, one, it's on a weekly sale right now on Steam if you want to get it on Steam. But two, you should get it on GOG if it's not on sale because what's wrong with you, you should already own it. So pay full price for it as repent repentance. Is that the right word? Penance? Repentance? Penance. Penance. I guess that's the better word. Penance. I was thinking repent and then pe- penance at the same time. Um, so, yeah, this is, a, this is a mod that takes place, I was just corrected, between Free Space 1, Descent Free Space, and Free Space 2. And uh, this takes place... What is the name of the system? I can't remember. Antares. Antares. And... Uh, the, one of the amazing things about this mod, which I do want to talk about in a bit is the, is this interactive map of the system that you can click on and get information about stations and things that the original game didn't have any of that. So, uh, that's really impressive, but I want to start, uh, at the beginning, uh, Mike, how did you, uh, get involved with this project? Uh, you know, this really started out as a desire for me to learn how to uh, Fred. And when I say that, for those who don't know, that's that's using the mission designer for free right, space. Right. So, you know, for a while, I hadn't kind of made a name for myself around the hardlight community, the free space community, doing visual stuff. I remade cutscenes and animations and the hanger main menus that um, you saw a custom one I made for this mod. Um, and I kind of decided I wanted to to learn how to make missions, right? Um, and so I kind of was working on ideas and, and things. Um, didn't really expect it to go anywhere. Um, and I didn't want to do another post-FS2 storyline because that's been done to death and Blue Planet is excellent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wanted to do something different. Um, so I just started <laughs> reading the, the the Wikipedia looking for things I could kind of poke at, um, try to do something different. And that's how I kind of got started was a desire to learn and then kind of something to, to do really. And, um, and, and how long ago was that? What'd you say? Five, five years, I think it was a while ago. Wow. And there was a short demo. Uh, I think it was like a two mission demo that you released before the main, Slaves of Chaos uh, campaign came out. Am I remembering that correctly? And I believe you... Yeah, that's... Sorry, and I believe that's that... almost as long as Diaspora. Oh, and I believe... Yeah, we're, we're kind of bitter about Diaspora. We want more of it. They, they need we, to get back to that, man. Yeah, I'm, we love it, and we, we, well, we just want more of it. That's why we're bitter. We don't dislike I it. I agree we, with you. We love it, and we just want more. And we understand... They're busy, those guys. We understand why there isn't more, but we want more. For God's sakes. Um, so, yeah, there was a small uh, two missions. And I played those two missions. And they were hard. <laughs> and, and Yeah, you've mentioned the difficulty a few times. Well, that was just the demo. The, the main campaign. Oh, I didn't tell you before we started rolling, but I just tried that one mission again three times. Failed three times. But uh, the middle time was my own fault. Because uh, I... Shot down a, a, a ba- I shot down a guy. I was trying to disable him and I killed him. 
And oh, was, you're still on on the fourth mission. Yeah, yeah, I'm still on the fourth mission after seven attempts now. Seven. Um, yeah. How how long ago did this actually release out? Because it's it's the full campaign at this point, right? Yeah, it released uh, in October. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty recent, and it's. I'm just gonna say it. It's utterly gorgeous. Like like not only are the yeah, menu, was- not only are the menu. Sorry, go ahead, Hunter. Say as far as mods go, it's it's one of the better mods for a game out there I've seen. Yeah, and uh, so it's just utterly gorgeous. But you you've done you've done things that a lot of other mods didn't do, like you changed the whole menu screen, you added the map. Now I wasn't aware that Fred would let you do all that, uh, but I guess having the open source allows you to make those kind of modifications to like the entire look of the game. Not just the it's, not just the missions, but like the menus and stuff. Yeah, Fred doesn't really have anything to do with that. That's more in the other parts of modding, but it's totally possible thanks to what the source code projects guys have been doing with uh, Free Space Open. Right. Okay, so and, what's what's oh, the good. story on the extensibility part of that? Like, what did you have to do? Is that your code? that's doing that or that's like, community? no, uh, a lot of that, a lot of what I've done there is standing on the shoulders of, of other guys. Um, you know, the, the main menu is for the most part still retail code, but the source code projects have upgraded a lot of stuff for me specifically to use, to make those, the, the hangar bay menu that, uh, you first see when you jump into the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and then man, I, I know you want to talk about the, the system map, feature that is is something that uh axum who's who's watching i think uh he wrote this script to do this kind of stuff and i saw it and i was like you know what i think i got a use for that and just kind of threw it in and everyone has loved it and uh what also another new thing that the original game didn't have is the news feed which uh folks if if you're not aware this game also has a built-in like news feed to give you news updates about what's happening in the system like in between missions so is, is the yeah, system that's map- another Axum script. In fact, is, Axum helped me a lot with uh, the script stuff that I used. Is the system map just like for information and lore purposes, or is it actually interactive where I can choose where I'm going to go to or something? Like I can I can sort of almost pick a mission with it or something? Or uh, no, it's it's totally informative. Um, Axum has done stuff like what you're talking about with his Just Another Day. Uh, mod, which you guys should also play, um, but it's totally just informative. It's it's uh, it, to build the the world. You know, we got into a place with this story where we found it was kind of difficult for the player to keep track of everything that was going on. And when I saw this system app that Xmen built, I was I was thinking, man, this would be a great way to to expand it, to build it out, and give players a visual way to see what's going on in the system where the story is taking place. Oh, that's cool. And I, I noticed you have uh, a considerable amount of voice acting, at least in the first mission. And so um, the whole thing is voice acted. Yeah, it, yeah. That's what I was kind of assuming. So I, now I, I noticed in the, in the first mission, well, it, it tells me because I've, I've lost a few times, um, but it tells me like hit four to skip to the, the checkpoint or whatever. I can't figure out what that is. It's like joystick button four. I'm, I'm hitting all the buttons. D number four on your keyboard. It'll skip you yeah. past all that exposition. Oh, okay. Right it wasn't doing it. 
for whatever reason. I gotta, I, I gotta say that is but, one thing I like is that in the direction screen on the on the little thing on the on the um, left, it is much more interactive than the base game. Like in the base game, it was just a list of things. It didn't get tell you a key to um yeah didn't tell yeah, you a key like to hit you know fly fly the waypoints hit F twelve uh, it's like oh thank God that, that's I, I wouldn't re- have been able really nice quality of life stuff there I gotta say yeah absolutely so the but the uh, the lore dialogue there since I I heard it about six times because I couldn't figure out how to get it to skip um, it was it was actually pretty involved right like even even through all that I was still trying to comprehend like what the state of the universe actually was at that point. So. Yeah, and that mission is very exposition heavy, and I knew that when I made it. In fact, when I was watching the the Let's Play yesterday of the first mission, I was like, kind of making notes. I was like, okay, it's taken them twenty minutes before they get into any action because uh, I think that's a little bit too long. But there's a lot of exposition there. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm not sure what I'm doing with the key. I'll I'll attempt that again and and get with you. FSO differentiates between the numpad key for and the key for at the top of the keyboard. I don't know which one you're hitting. Um, I was top of the keyboard. So is it numpad for? Or no? no, it should be top of the keyboard. Okay. I'll um, see if I can reproduce yeah. it and we'll talk if, if not. Um, but anyway, yeah. So it's, it's interesting, right? Uh, the, uh, of course you're in between the games, right? So the, like the, the assets, it's not like you were, I guess at Liberty to swap out, make all the ships look different because, you know, continuity reasons, right? Yeah, it uses kind of a mix of Free Space 1 ships and Free Space 2 ships. Um, It's interesting to think back five years ago when I started how much I didn't know about modding for the game. In fact, I had a guy who goes by uh, Math the Geek. I was like, I don't know how to get ships in the game. Please help. And he built the whole base mod pack that we started from. Um, So this was an exercise in learning how to make missions, how to build mod packs, pretty much the whole shebang for modding for me. Is this your first mod, like for any game, or have you done some other? Have you done other modding or game design? Uh, the visual stuff before I was doing cutscenes and and models and textures and stuff, but I hadn't built a mod cat pack or missions or special features before. Oh, that's why the cutscenes are so nice. <laughs> Damn, because they're they are really nice. By the way, at least the, the the one in the beginning. That's like well, the, pro the one thing level. that I appreciate about the banner that's going on between the pilots, at least the little bit that I've experienced so far, is um, when when they did the the wing commander darkest dawn thing, uh, they kept it they kept it true to the source material where it was kind of like cheesy, like Top Gun kind of stuff, um, which which was very accurate to wing commander, but here. It's it's not like super hardcore military talk or anything, but it's it's uh, a lot more serious in tone. So I, I do appreciate that, and it, and it sounds like you know you you wrote all this or like had some assistance in that or what? Because it actually sounds like pretty well written dialogue. Yeah, I had a lot of help with that. There's a guy on the team um, who goes by Slasher, uh, you know, and that's a funny story. He kind of came out of nowhere. If you guys can see the first mission I made for this, it was terrible. It was terrible. Slash, slashers usually do come out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Uh, yeah. But my, my first mission was terrible and I posted some stuff about what I was working on. And I was like, Hey, if anyone wants to jump in and work with me and learn how to you know, do this stuff, uh, go ahead. And he was the only one who sent me a, a private message over at the, the forums, the hard light forums. And I was like, yeah, I'd love to get involved. And he has a lot of great ideas in terms of story. He's excellent with dialogue. Um, and uh, yeah, someone just asked on the uh, TBB slasher. That's, that's the guy. Can you give us the um, uh, the not super spoilery story arc of it, at least at least like how we get into the situation? Uh, the situation is um, what's the non spoiler version? You know, you're you're assigned to go to the system with your your battle group, and you are tasked with sort of policing the area, and you quickly discover there's there's more going on there with the between the the Terran criminals and the hammer of light, the Vasudan okay. criminals. So who, who are the people that are telling me at the, at the beginning, right? Like I'm flying a patrol, but they're, but they're telling me like, don't deviate from the thing. Or we're going to come arrest you. So clearly I'm in somebody else's space, but I'm, I'm with the, the carrier that's there. Right. So, cause that's what I took off from. Um, yeah. That's Yeah. So so, why are they? That, why are uh, these other humans hostile to them? At the beginning, I wouldn't call them necessarily hostile. It's it's more like uh, you know, um, they're they're not a big fan of the military style government coming in and trying to take control back after they've been on their own um, for however long. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah, so it's, and and I, I really like the contempt uh, in their voices. You can it's it's good acting. It's good voice acting because uh, you can really definitely hear the oh god, why are these guys here? God, yeah. Who who did it. the voice acting? Like, how many people did you get? And are they just volunteers from Hardlight Community or what? Um, there were people from several different voice acting forums that I um, kind of discovered when. Or interested, you know, as a hobby. Um, there's about 50 people, I think, in total. Some of them doing multiple voices. Yeah, because nobody sounds like they're just reading off a piece of paper, which is like, thank God, you know, it's it's a it's a little more uh, in the in the radio drama line of of things, which I appreciate. Yeah, great. They all did a great job. Yeah, I mean, you could you can definitely tell they're um, they're uh, really doing they're really loving what they're what they're doing because um, it really just sounds fantastic. Uh, now, like, but, I'm not sure what the hardest part like wh- what would you say is the hardest part of putting a campaign like this together because. To me, it seems like getting all the voice acting and get the writing would be the most difficult part. Because you know, models, you know, that's a that's a different thing. But getting that human element, that that uh, that emotion in there, uh, yeah. And, and do you save the voice acting for the very last thing? Because if you go back and tweak a mission, then you got to call them people back up, right? Yeah, basically, uh, the writing is at least for me. That's a more difficult part. I'm not naturally a good writer. At least I don't think I am. Um, I, I attribute a lot of that to, to Slasher and how he helped me learn to do that. Um, and then I started working on the voice acting when we had 
the first 11 to 12 missions, maybe 13 missions done. And I started working on it um, and finished it as we finished the missions at the same time. So how, how many, like, would you say man hours were put into this campaign? I couldn't even begin to speculate. Um, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of tell. Now, now, did you do the majority of the work on this? Did you have, did you have a team? Like, how, how, how was work delegated on this project? Uh, all of the above. I, I probably did most of the work. Um, but I had a lot of help. I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm taking credit for, for all of the awesomeness. Um, you know, I started with a, with a framework of a story and Slasher really helped me zero it in. And he also did some of the mission work. Um, in fact, some of the people's, I don't take this, uh, <clears throat> you know, personally, but some of people's favorite missions are his and not mine. Um, and he has, he has some of the great missions in this uh, campaign. Um, so he probably did the second most. And then, you know, there are a few other guys who contributed building the mod pack or doing some writing. Um, we had one other guy who did a single mission for us. Um, and then I outsourced a lot to, you know, Axum and a few other people who could help me with scripts, which do some of the special features and things. And who is the person who made that fourth mission so I could yell at them? Uh, that one was actually Slasher. Okay. Me, um, me, me, yeah. Me. No, I've. You'll see. I've failed this mission seven times. It's a little frustrating. Um, it's an amazingly. I. It's an amazing mission, you guys. It's this timed mission where you have to basically steal people. You're kidnapping people, and uh, that's all the details I'll give. But you have to do it at a certain time, and things have to be spaced out a certain way. And shut up, frick geek. Uh, get good. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with good. Um, and, um, yeah, I just not... I mean, I failed twice. I failed once because it was my own fault. But the other six times, I just... Things got away from me. And it's like, ah. So, yeah. So I'm going to yell at Yeah, someone. it wasn't intended to be that difficult. Um and I'm not a terrible player. I'm not the I'm not the best free space two player, but I'm not awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was I was talking with some of the guys who were working with me on on developing the next bit, and a lot of the the difficulty um, in in the mod is not necessarily from the combat so much as it is the strategy in each mission. Each yeah. mission. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right, and and the strategy for this one is fascinating like it's a really i i can't knock it it's a great it's a really well-made mission it's it's a really well-made mission it it it's it's just i guess i don't this is the problem i have with some like more puzzly space game missions like tie fighter are you having having westman issues here it's it's kind of westman-ish in a way which is the biggest compliment we could probably give is that it's very Westman-like. Do you know what we're talking about, by the way? Uh, I Mike? have no idea. David uh, Westman. He wrote the missions for X-Wing and TIE Fighter and X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. We, uh, we know him. We actually know him. He's a great guy. He, uh, just, he's working on Starfighter Inc. right now. And some of the missions that we've had to play because of him make us want to 
tear things out. Like, we were playing X-Men versus TIE Fighter, and we were bumbling along in the campaign, having a great time, and then we hit this one mission with an asteroid base that, like, I don't even know how many times we tried that mission. Five, I've, I've six. threatened to pay him to come on the show and beat the mission with us, because other than a hex editor to, to get past it in the save file. you know, I, I remember I beat it in single player, but whenever you play it multiplayer, I think it scales up or something, and, and it's just brutal. Yeah. Or we all just suck. Like the more of us put <laughs> in the game, the worse. The harder we are. it gets. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, it, well, what Frig, 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 I don't know how you pronounce his name. Frick Geek um, did just say it's a very rigid mission, and that one is. It also had a lot of bugs. It took me a while to fix that one up, so that it would stop, you know, crashing. I can kind of understand why, because, like. With a lot of space games like this, and Frick, Frick Geek is very uh, accurate in his assessment of this one. With a lot of space games, yeah, they're puzzly, but you have a little flexibility as to how you solve problems with a lot of missions and games like this. But with this particular mission, and I'm sorry, folks, that I'm harping on this one mission for a while, but I just, moments ago, failed it again three times. You'll see tomorrow, you'll see on Wednesday and Thursday how badly I failed it. So don't, don't you worry. You'll understand, but um, I, I'll just, I'll just stop the rant here that, yeah, this is a pretty rigid mission. And so that might be my uh, particular failing with it is that I, well, I apologize. I, no, don't apologize. I, I, again, it is a fascinatingly written mission and you will, you would not find a mission like that in either of the uh, base, the vanilla free space campaigns. So, uh, it's a testament to good writing, good mission design, plus the uh, the editor and the source code project that allowed you to put together such a again rigid mission. You know, yeah. And you know what's interesting is when I started, you know, yeah. I was more of a free space purist. I, I intended it to be very much like the original games, um, partially because I didn't think I could pull off the kind of stuff that, you know, you see Blue Planet doing experimenting with, with the game engine. Um, but then as I started working with Slasher and as I started learning more how to use Fred and I learned a lot from, you know, Axum and, and um, guy who goes by Batata who, who does the Blue Planet, um, you know, I, I learned how to do some of this stuff. I was like, all right, you know what? It's been 20 years since retail. We can experiment a little bit. Yeah, so tell me about your learning curve with Fred. Like going from, you know, like you had never messed with it before. Yeah. Um, and until the question. point where, where you're getting fairly competent with it. Like, uh, we're, we're, whenever you first started with this thing, it was, was it just like, let me put some ships in here and see if I can get them to do something. And, and that was, and then just through the process of screwing around with it, or do they tutorialize it over at uh, hard light and make it pretty easy? A little bit of both. Uh, there is a, a basic tutorial that I went through and followed, and that helped me. But there was a lot of, like, I, I don't understand why this is happening or why that is happening. And, you know, I just poked it and prodded until I figured it out of why certain things would happen. And then once you learn it, and it's user interface problems with, with Fred. Um, once you figure out the user interface and start learning what sex piece, it's a silly name, but that's what they call them. Um, Wait, there, what? It, what are they called? They, they they're called sex peas. S e x p is singular. That's what volition called them. They're I don't know. 
don't, I, that's what they're called. Okay. Um, it's, it's the scripting language. And once you figure that out, um, it, it's like the free space world opens up. You can do anything you can think of, especially now these days with scripting, being able to be pulled into doing stuff. Um, when I say scripting, I mean, we uh, have the ability to pull in Lua uh, code, Python script to do stuff. Python, I actually know a little bit, so that that's- I don't. I just I, you know, I'm sure Axum. Every time he he sees my IRC message window pop up on his screen, he just kind of sinks in his chair a little bit because he knows it's going to be a crazy request. <laughs> uh, so, how long is the campaign? Like, I've only seen four missions. How many uh, missions are in the uh, uh, Slaves of Chaos campaign? There's 17 missions. Wow. That's massive. That's probably what at least a f- five ten hours. I'm guessing of content right there. Well, it depends on how many times you fail. Well, ha 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 ha. Hundreds of hours. Nice. Hundreds of. Oh, I hate you. No, no, I'm, I don't. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, that is a. That, I mean, the original Free Space campaign was only twenty some missions. You know, I don't remember. 24, 25. And, I th- and so, um, but you know, one of the things I keep telling people about Free Space 2, uh, when you're, you're not just buying one of the best campaigns ever written, that's, that's how I feel, but you're also yes. buying a platform to gobs and gobs and gobs of, uh, of content. Beyond. There's, there's an endless number of campaigns and missions to play. I know. Uh, endless. I know I so, could, I could play probably a mission, a campaign every moment for the rest of my life, and I don't even know if I'd be able to finish everything. So, um, I know you're not super script heavy in it, but maybe you have some knowledge of it, or you could could ask somebody that that does. Um, but there's a game that we just love around here called Star Rangers, Space Ranger. Is it Star Ranger? I think it's the, Star the one Rangers. from Interactive Magic. Yes, yeah, Star Rangers. So what it, what it is is um, it's a freelancery kind of game, but you take off from a base and then the, it procedurally generates missions where it'll just be like, okay, you have transport ships out there and there's enemies attacking them, and they're also going to attack the star base, and you have to just go deal with it and then fly back to the thing, and then it'll you know create another mission. So it's it's kind of arcadey in the thing of like. Every level, it just gets worse, right? Until you're eventually going to fail. And I'm, just, I'm wondering, like, does Free Space actually have the ability to uh, make just procedural missions like that? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, well, if if you had code that could actually just write a mission file real quick and slip it in, it probably could. But I'm, I'm because you know, I would, I would love to have a reproduction of that old game because that thing's from like what '94. It needs 95, yeah. yeah. It, it needs a reboot bad. And free space would be the engine to do it in. Yeah, I mean, we're getting a little out of my area here, but out of the box, no. But with the addition, I mean, if you're really good with like Lua, maybe. Axum just said, you know, in theory, but it would be a challenge. Yeah. Well, I just, I knew those guys were lurking in the chat. So it was more like a question to the chat room. But yeah, that's, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll go over there, over to Hard Light, and, and troll with that and see who pops up. Uh, You're actually not the first one. I, 
I don't know who was it. There was someone recently or semi recently in the last year, maybe that actually posted something on the forums about doing that kind of thing. Procedural missions. Mm. Yeah. Cause it could even generate them like before you start, they would just have to be different every time would be the thing or, or have even pre-made missions. It would just grab them in a different order. And then, well, this is maybe something that, that you could answer. Is there an ability in Fred to have a random chance that a ship is there or not? You know, like uh, just this this group of enemies just never shows up, or there's a transport, or there isn't. Yeah, you can do stuff like that. You have access it's to variables mm-hmm. uh, and and other you know calculation type stuff, and you could totally pull off random random chance stuff. Okay, I think that's maybe sufficient to get it done, honestly, because that that's kind of what it does. It just randomly positions things. And there'll be more of them. Yeah, but Fred's the very. You are. Fred and FSO are very rigid in how their missions are oh. laid out. So the, using just Fred, it, mm. there wouldn't be much substance there. Yeah, is is the whole thing just event triggered? Because I I've never messed with Fred, but I've uh, like hundreds of hours in the X Wing Tie Editor, and you know, so that but that was very rigidly like you're going to spawn this ship at this time, which will be triggered by that thing being destroyed and then the ship will fly these waypoints and then do whatever. Right. Yeah, um, but, yeah. but you had to conditionalize everything and it was just all drop down boxes. Yeah. Fred is, is set up like that way. In fact, the, the main script editor is called the event window, uh, the event editor, but with the way the source code project has expanded it, it's not as rigid as what that sounds like. Okay. Speaking of, uh, just a reminder, folks, if you're not 100% sure what we're talking about, the source code project is over on hard-light.net, I believe is the URL. And that is where the home of the Free Space Open project is. And it's a wonderful community I mostly lurk at because they intimidate me and I don't know anything about programming. But they're a wonderful community of um, of people who are super passionate about free space like even yeah, more so than, a, even more so than me which is saying something do they so, have a discord server so that we can yeah 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 oh, okay excellent yeah yeah they we'll do it's that. pretty great there's a separate channel for bta over there uh i mostly lurk over there because i i i feel i feel like i'm like a novice of free space compared to a lot of people <laughs> so uh even though I've played through it a bunch of times, like some people on Hardlight are like, whoa, <laughs> I've not read wikis and stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, it was, it was interesting watching your playthrough of the first uh, couple of missions. Um, there's a lot of free space lore that you didn't pick up on that I didn't think about. And I was like, oh, of course, everyone who plays this is going to know this. Um and so it was interesting to kind of see your perspective, even though you're familiar f- with free space, clearly not quite as much as some of us crazy no. people do all the time. Well, I've only played through the original free space once, you know, and I, I should fix that. Um, I played through free space, free space two, like half a dozen times, but free space one, I played it once and I've not gone back. And so like anything free space one or sound threat related is pretty much gone out of my brain at this point. <laughs> but if you import, 
um because i saw in the in the installer you can import free space one into free space two as a mod yeah is it yeah. is it like a hundred percent you know like the same thing like i'm wasting my time with playing the first one when i could just pull it in or is there a tangible difference between there's some purists who, is, who would say you should try to play the original you know the very original executable and everything i i would just play the one that you can play yeah. within free space open because I think yep, the original enough. only went to eight hundred by six hundred, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, I've got I've got it on Steam. It's I played it maybe two years ago, um, and, it, and it was just like, yeah, it's it's a little a little light on the bling, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten used to this. I've gotten used to the free space open and all that it means. It also does so. miss. It also does lack some of the quality of life improvements that Free Space Two uh, brings to the table. Yeah. So. But can you get Free Space Two to play in a window? Because all I could find yeah. was so launcher options. That, okay, yeah, it's. I seem to have remembered that I did it before, but it's been a while since I had it installed. So, but yeah, I was I was playing yeah. it in thirty four forty by fourteen forty, and it was was what doing just fine, especially tolerate resolutions like that. Oh, sorry, I lost you guys for a second because I loaded the launcher and my computer didn't like that, apparently. Yeah, it gets a little choky when it first starts up. I'm looking for the um, I'm looking for the setting. In the, in, I use WX launcher, so I'm mm, looking for the here. setting to... Uh, the, the other launcher just doesn't launch for me. I, I have to use WX for whatever reason. Yeah, that's kind of the newest, although there is another really awesome one that I'm hoping will get finished soon called yeah. Nebula. Yeah, I've heard about Nebula. Apparently it's still uh, under development, so like they're rec- they're not recommending it for general general use yet. Um, yeah, not quite yet. But apparently that one's even better than WX Launcher, and I really like WX Launcher. Um, that's the hope. By the way, folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, just to fill you in um, – when you get Free Space 2, you go to fsoinstaller.com. Oh, Nosos is the installer. Thank you, Mage King. Uh, thank you, Your your Highness, uh, my lord. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. You're speaking to one of the voice actors for, for Beach yeah, Bash. Yeah, he said that. He said he was one of the uh, wingman voice actors. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, f- with Free Space Open Installer, it downloads like... 30 some gigs of stuff, right? Like 30, 40 gigs worth of all kinds of malarkey. And you have to use a launcher that the the installer provides. You can't just launch the base game by itself. You have to use a launcher to uh, select the graphic enhancements, to select the mod. It's fairly straightforward, but if you're doing it for the first time, it might be a little confusing. So uh, if you're, if you're, it's basically. It's basically go go click the mod that you want, accept the defaults, yeah. you know, set set the resolution. Um, the big trick though is on modern machines, you have to go into the joystick properties and actually set your joystick to be the preferred joystick. Otherwise, it will not work. Um, that's the thing that I get reminded every time oh, really? I load this thing up. Yeah. Oh really? Oh. Uh, keyboard and mouse over here. So I only have the one joystick. By the way, folks, if you want the perfect free space to... That's not true. Okay, well, no, I do only have one. Okay, I have six... One at a time. I have five of the same joystick. You can only use one at a time. Folks, if if you want truly the best free space to experience, get yourself a Microsoft Force Feedback 2 
joystick. I mean, not only is it a great stick, but Free Space it's 2... It's one of the few games that actually used the force feedback. To its fullest, yes. Like, directional force feedback. So, like, if you're damaged on one of the sides of your ship, you'll be fighting it. You know? It's amazing. Utterly amazing. It also makes flying a lot harder. Makes It, all, it does make it a lot more difficult to actually uh, fly. So. Maybe that's why you can't pass that mission. No, I'm not using it. I turned it off. I turned it off. I I I I kept it easy. I kept it easy because um because I'm like I don't want to get stuck and you know not show off this mod. So I'm going to put it on easy, thinking I'll just you know get through it. Not so much. So, you should get the option to skip the mission if you have played all of it and still can't beat it. It hasn't given me that yet. I hope it does. Maybe the eighth time or the ninth time. Uh, it was after five, but okay. Yeah, I hope you do get to get past it because there's a uh, oh there's so some later missions which are so five in a I, row. I would be sad for you to miss out on so five in yeah, one it might shot. Be five in a row. Oh, because I failed it four times and then stopped, and then I failed it three times and then stopped. So yeah. oh, I forgot. Yeah, I Fail forgot more. that gives you the. I forgot it gives the option after five times. Okay, I'm gonna have to dive back in there probably tomorrow night. Because I'm, I need a break. Uh, but probably tomorrow night. <laughs> you and yo, or skip me my mission, yo. You Wait, type that, that in at the main hall, and you can just choose the mission you want. Oh, really? Hang on, I'm copying. And I think I think I fixed all the bugs related to skipping missions in this mod. That was something that came up right after release. I'm gonna write that down. Or just send him a, a pilot save file, and then. <laughs> <laughs> no man, that won't have my stats. You know, I mean, I know. you know, it is funny. You know, being the the designer, I tell you, I've played these missions, and even on the hardest settings, I don't have any problem. Obviously, I know everything that's working on internally right. in these missions, and I just breeze through them. And then I released it, and people are like this is this is really difficult. And I was like, I, I don't understand why it's so difficult. It's because you lose perspective. Yeah. Not that yeah, it's exactly. a bad thing. It's just you lose perspective while you're designing. Well, and that's the thing with with all game projects, right? Is getting the getting the balance right because you, after you're so familiar with it and you've played, you know, you put hundreds of hours into playing your missions, um, then yeah, it's it's a breeze, right? But also you get the thing where it's like, well, you know what's going on, so you intuit like oh yeah, I need to get ready for this thing to happen and I need to start headed over there and then this target's my priority. But if you don't message that to the player appropriately, then they're going to get frustrated, right? Because then it turns into like some some of the bad missions that were in X-Wing, specifically the medical frigate, uh, where it's just like you have to be, you have to have your engines full blast and dump your shields into your engines and be headed that way before the enemies spawn or you're not going to make it. So you know, you had to play it over and over and over, um, which David has, has formally apologized on the show for, <laughs> for yeah. making that mission. You know, you know it, was yeah. a, it was tough near the end to get some of my testers to actually play through the thing. They'd play like a couple of missions and then stop or get too busy or something. I finally had one guy spoon. It's what he goes by who played through the whole thing for me um, and told me that it wasn't, crashing and you know maybe release ready so i was like all right well i said i was releasing on this date and thanks for playing i'm gonna release so how did that actually turn out 
did you have a lot of patch stuff to do afterwards that people caught or has it been pretty smooth or five patches kind of rapid fire right after release uh, that's not bad at all not to- but overall that's not bad i was okay with that are you still like actively like working on more for it or no uh, I missed the question. Say it again. Like, are you still actively like looking for like fixes or are you looking to add any other content or. Yeah, we're, you know, we're working on. Uh, Maybe a sequel. Um, I don't know. We're padding out the story and part of what we're going to do, because we're going to include that the same mod pack. So when you download between the ashes, you know, whenever we get the next one done, you'll get the demo. Th- Chapter one, Slaves of Chaos, and chapter two, all in the same thing. And so we're going to fix up the mod pack even more, fix up the missions, um, make it compatible with the latest source code project release. That's neat. Um, Which so, will fix the cutscenes, by the way. Yay! Yeah, uh, yay. folks, I don't know if you've watched the video, but in the first uh, entry, uh, I noticed that the cutscenes are a bit stuttery, and I'm worried that it might be my machine, or it might be OBS. Are you using the 1080p version of the cutscenes? As far as I know? I, yeah, if you drop it down to the you know 480s, the 720s, it might run a little bit smoother oh, for I, now. I didn't change anything, so whatever the default is. so Yeah, maybe. when you when you install it, you have an option for 720 or 1080. Oh. I just installed the 720s, because I just didn't want to deal with the bandwidth for oh, I don't even know yeah. if I I played with that. But uh apparently uh the next iteration of Free Space Open, what did you say, three point eight, I believe you said it was? Uh yes. will be a lot better at that sort of thing than uh than the current iteration. Apparently. And it'll and it'll play in four K and have full Oculus support and <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome? I just can you can has anybody made a mod that actually puts cock pits in the vanilla ships yet oh yeah that was done that was first done years and years ago and i kind of suspected yes because like the the other mods have had you know like i think the wing commander one did i know diaspora has has cockpits yeah yeah what i'm gonna need to do is just what i'm gonna need to do is just steal the viper out of that and (laughs) my own mod with it or something So I just drop Battlestar Galactica in with the Sheevans and then we're good. That that'd so. actually be a fun crossover. I Absolutely. wish I wish I wish there was ways to to do more like mod crossovers like that. Well, you know, one of my favorite mods from way back was They Found Her, which was uh Babylon Five. Babylon Five mod. Yeah, so can you imagine Star Furies and Vipers going at it? I sure can. <laughs> That's That'd be kinda sexy. Uh, so you were just watching this this one cutscene. That was one of the ones I watched on your stream where you didn't quite get all of the the meaning in terms of what was going on there, but you did get the the overall theme. And that cutscene existed pretty early on. Um, that crate is kind of the MacGuffin that stirs everything up, um, and we wanted to explain it. And that's where the demo came from. I had this idea, like. All right. Well, let's explain what the what's in the the crate at least a little bit. What's in the box? And so, uh, so we we built that the two demo missions, which are more of a prequel uh, of sorts. And so, if you play both of those, they end right where that cutscene would start. 
man, uh, you know, see. just one time in a game, I want to scan a crate and it'll say Gwyneth Paltrow's head. That's <laughs> nice. Noted. I'll make it happen. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I've not even seen that movie and I know that's, I know what happens. Um, yeah. Morgan Freeman did it. <laughs> was Morgan Freeman in that movie? Yeah, he was he was the bad guy the whole time. Oh. Of course, nobody knows that but me. I just made it up. But yeah, I'm trolling. Um, so whenever you whenever you were cooking these missions, right, and as your skills kind of got more advanced in that, so uh, tell tell us a tale of like your struggle with Fred or like what the what the coolest behavior was that you figured out how to get things to do. Uh, that's an interesting question. I don't even know. Um, because you know, one of the critiques we got with this was that there are a lot of missions that have totally different goals. Um, very unique missions and not a lot of them are the same. So every mission has something different, Hmm. but did you cook like a lot of NPC behavior that, kind of made like living world. So there's a bunch of ships going around doing things that aren't even related to the mission. Cause I noticed like that first mission, there's traffic coming in and out and you know, you yeah. don't really interact with it. It's just scenery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why did you do that? And I wouldn't necessarily call that. Uh, that's not difficult in Fred. I mean, you kind of place a ship, you give it as at least in that mission, um, you give it a timer and then they leave in 35 seconds or, you know, whatever. That's very simple stuff. Um, the more difficult stuff is, um, you know, in mission four, the one that you've been stuck on, um, has, you know, fancy IFF. And what I mean by I like designations going on, you know, you can't shoot certain ships or you can't kill other ships, that kind of thing. Um, the, the decoy node, um, and that's just some of the more easy examples. When you get into the, the later campaign, um, there there's missions where you take over another guy's ship, which is a fan favorite. There's um, there's a mission where you're a decoy for torpedoes. Um, some really crazy stuff that was a lot of fun to figure out, and most of it started with an idea and ended with uh, with a please help me axum IRC message. Huh. So is that stuff that you had to beat up with Lua then at some point? It was just like the, the, some like of the, the, the conditions of it, you know, tree didn't do it. Sim is just really, really good with Fred. And so he was very helpful in teaching me. Oh man. The stream just died on Twitch. I apologize, folks. It happened. Um, yeah, I've been having some, uh, oh, there it goes. It's kicking back in. Um, I'm sorry. I'm listening to you, Mike, but I'm also trying to diagnose some, uh, the internet just went and took a dump on my face and, uh, it's doing, it's Tuesday. It is Tuesday. So it's taking a dump. Um, we, plus we, all the star Wars games are on sale over at steam and that's killing the internet. It, it very well might be. It very well might be. So, folks, uh, if you're watching live, I apologize that we're having some internet issues. I'm going to be uh, running some tests tomorrow to uh, try and figure this out. I turned down my ba- I turned down my bit rate. It didn't really seem to help. Now it was going great for a while. Sorry for the tangent. Um, 
just trying to keep people informed. Um, so between the ashes, uh, is this part of a series that you're going to be working on? Yeah. The, so when I first started, I told you I was looking through like the Wikipedia documents right, and trying to figure out what right. I could focus on. Um, I kind of zeroed in on these four groups that are hinted at in the retail um, that kind of existed in this in-between period of the games. And I was like, well, I'll, I'll do one big story that talks about all four of them. And I send it around to a couple of guys and like, that's too much. You need to narrow it down. So um, this first one focuses on just one. Um, and then we're going to expand on, on what's going on with the other ones in, in the next chapter, depending on how far we get, we'll maybe hit them all. Oh, wow. And, awesome. So yeah. how many, how many um, missions, how many, like, would you, how many missions would you say you have uh, planned out? We plan as we go. I'll just say that we, you know, right now we're looking at another 15 missions for the next chapter, give or take. Wow. That's insane. And I don't know if anyone has done this yet. Um, hidden in each mission, a snail model. Uh, in various ways. Uh, it's a little, it's a, it, it's called a battle snail. It kind of looks like a Battlestar Galactica thing, but it's a snail. This is pretty slow. Actually, it's kind of fast and annoying. Um, Hyper snail. You have to find them, you have to find in campaign mode, not just cut from uh, this. If you find them, you will, of, uh, you get a little preview of what the next chapter will focus on. And I don't know that anyone has found them all yet. Oh, it's like Fallout teddy bears. A little bit. Yeah. That's cool. Little Easter eggy things. Sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that, yeah, folks. The, uh, the Sheedans lay eggs. Probably. We don't know. That's one of the great things about Sheedans is we know next to nothing about them. Yeah, and it's it just makes them even scarier, you know. Yeah, you know, uh, the people over at Hard Light have talked about this endless times, and probably will forevermore. But you know, I'm of the opinion that um, them not finishing their story, not making a Free Space Three, is the best thing that could have happened for this game. That's why there's so huh. many fan stories and fan, you know, campaigns because we all want to finish the story in our heads and we can't ever make an official one. So we all make our own. Yeah. I saw there was that, that one that was like a prequel. Like it, it was like uh, the ancient war, which is like, I don't know, thousands of years before the human Sheevan conflict. Yeah. Yeah. So, since, ancient war. Yeah. So uh, who were the Sheevans fighting back then? I actually have not played that campaign yet. Um, but if it's anything, what, the the canon story talks about is just a group called the ancients. Now I think they named the ancients. They gave the race an actual name in that oh. campaign, but I don't know what it is. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting then. Cause obviously they're not going to have the stock ship assets. Yeah. They've somewhere. got a, they got a lot, they got a whole mod pack of really interesting looking ships. What's uh, that? What's the name of that mod again? I'm sorry. What, what's the name? Ancient Sheevan war. Ancient Sheevan war. Okay. I'm trying to write all these down. Cause I want to try these. Yeah, it's it's in the the plain installer thing. No effort required. You just get it. 
So what else is cooking over at Hard Light that's on your radar? Because I haven't been over there in a long time. Has anybody else got anything that's like up and coming that uh, is of particular interest to you? Uh, you know, I actually don't know. Uh, you know, Action just recently released um, the next Just Another Day mod. If you haven't played his things, you need to do drugs and then you can play it. Um, but it's excellent. <laughs> he, he, he's a real funny guy. And his, uh, his Just Another Day campaigns do not take themselves seriously, not even a little bit. Um, but they experiment. They go further than any other mod I've seen in terms of what the game engine can do. Mm. Uh, it, it's incredible I'll what he's gotten this thing to do, um, which is why I usually go to him for help with things. Um, what I saw somebody made like a Star Fox mod. And yeah, I've been watching like, that. That's awesome. A little bit, and I'm I'm kind of wondering how he's pulling off some of the things that he's pulling off in that. Yeah, it's super anime looking. Well. I would recommend if you guys ever get a chance to a good Stargate mod because we've got a serious lack of those. Stargate mod that would be interesting. Are there a lot you of know, fighters in Stargate? I I don't I didn't watch like late, later on. I mean, you have like all the the Death Gliders versus the like X three hundred twos and yeah, like the whole world mod really banging right. So I, yeah. I, I always think it'd be interesting to have a, a mission based on the uh, the battle at the end of uh, Serenity Firefly mod. Oh hell oh, that would yeah! Be cool. That was an amazing yeah. battle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, by the way, Brian, um, yeah. in playing Freelancer the other night, I discovered there is there is a uh, a Firefly in there. Ah, that doesn't yeah. surprise me. It's, it's one of the, it's one of the transport ships, like uh, elsewhere, not in the starter systems. Right? No, that doesn't surprise me because. Um, Years ago, I played like just through the campaign a bit with a with a modded Serenity, which is really weird because it had guns, so that was strange. Uh, but it was still awesome. It's like, oh, I have Serenity. Uh, I'm flying around Serenity, but yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Saturday interesting because Spazzy took me on like the Gilligan's Island three hour tour, like flew me all around the game and showed me how to do stuff. The so, what? What? Um, yeah, Spaz or um, Spastic Dragon, the guy that's the the admin of that server. Discovery freelancer. Discovery. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he took me. He took me like on the extended tour and oh, showed wow. me like, oh, here's where you do this. Here's where you do that. Here's how to do these things. It's just like I had no idea that they had modded that thing. I mean, since we're talking mods, that. They, they have abused that game engine to the point where it's just going to explode. Like, they and they put, don't like, have thing. the open they, source. They don't have the source code. Right. That's, yeah, that's they inject the, everything. Just another day is. Yeah, they... Uh, Wait, what well, was he's that? Got, like, a full... Abusing the game engine until it's going to explode, that's a little bit like what Axum's Just Another Day is. <laughs> well, like, he's got a full DM toolkit in there now where he can fly around in an invisible ship, like, spawn up enemies... Right, be like you guys attack those guys, right? And then and um, there's there's stuff in there where um, like okay, I was asking him this one guy who was role playing as a police guy, and he's sitting at one of the at one of the jump gates, and like scanning everybody that comes through, you know, looking for cargo. And uh, I was like, well, does he just do that all day? That's that's his game. He's like, yeah, pretty much. He's he's like role playing a cop, and. Uh, but what wow. I found out is that when you have the police ID installed in your ship, 
the game actually gives you status of what ship, what player is in what jump lanes in all the systems around you. So you, you have like jump lane radar and you know, it's, it's just like you get text messages about who's doing what. And, uh, and it's like, Oh really? <laughs> you know, it's just like each of the classes in that game, it, it does things. It's not just like, Oh, you get to fly this ship. No, it actually expands the features of what happens to you and what info you get. It, it's a, it's almost like a role-playing class thing at that point. So yeah, it's uh I, I, the more that I played that, the more I thought, wow, we've really bitten off a lot putting a server up because <laughs> it's going to take like a college degree and freelancer to figure out how to admin that thing. Uh, it's going to be great, though. Oh, it will be once, once we, we get, get it, it figured out. Folks, if you don't know what we're talking about, real quick, uh, Discovery is a mod for freelancer that um, we just played the we've been toying around with, and it's really impressive. Like the things they can do in that in that mod on a multiplayer server, like spawn whole navies and stuff, like and make dynamic events and just crazy stuff. And um, so we're gonna spin up our own server uh, soonish, hopefully soonish. Uh, it's a lot of work, and uh, I appreciate all I you guys have been putting in a lot of work, Hunter and and Jim, to uh, make it happen. So I appreciate it. Yeah. A lot of testing, a lot of ideas throwing around, a lot of ideas being thrown out, of course. You know, so. Speaking of multiplayer, I was pl- I was playing with the menu in this mod, back to this, and I noticed that there was a door for multiplayer. Is this multiplayer com- capable? Like, can you play these missions with other people? Uh, there is one mission, and I don't think I included it in the mod pack because it was really not tested. There's one mission that was converted into multiplayer. Um, and that was it. Um, it was the one you just finished, uh, created a Tauros quarter of the bowl, by the way. Uh, oh, is so that what, what that is, means? Yeah. So that was converted for multiplayer by math, the geek years and years ago. Um, but I don't think I included it because that mission saw a number of changes later on. Um, so it was baby in the future. If someone wants to do the work, I'm, I'm, not quite there yet myself. So I have a question about multiplayer in this game because every now and then we threaten that we're going to play free space multiplayer, but I'm not real sure what the process is and how busted it is. And is there even a community that still plays it or is that kind of an outlier, like bring a friend and, you know, co-op because that's all you got. Yeah. Uh, Free space multiplayer is currently kind of, you know, sort of your own thing if you want to figure out how to get it to work. Um, well, do you still have to make like a Volition account and then it like bounces off some server or something? Because it used to be back in the day you had to make an account somewhere. I'm not entirely sure. Someone maybe uh, who's chatting can Orpheus, answer that. Orpheus with numbers in his name says that uh, conversion is problematic with multiplayer because some of the new features in the source code stuff don't work with multiplayer settings and apparently the MP balance is horrible. And also I've heard that, um, not a lot of people played free space multiplayer, even when it was first released because it was buggy and it felt incomplete and they ne- and Volition never fixed it because no one played it. So because interplay didn't advertise it. Yeah. There's a long story there of why yeah. free space kind of, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's just a catch 20. It's just a catch 22 of a mess. Which is a real shame. 
It's a real shame. And specific to this mod, there are a couple of missions that really are not built for multiplayer. They're, I mean, some of, there's several where you're the only ship in the mission. So oh, I don't God. even, multiplayer wouldn't even, wouldn't be the thing. Okay. Mage King says multiplayer also suffers horribly from lag because the netcode is more or less the same state as it was on release. No developers want to improve it because no one plays it. Yeah, no so one plays it. Yeah, exactly. There's the there's the circle. There's the so the multiplayer menu is there because it's just there. Uh, okay, I was wondering about that. Uh, it's kind of a shame because um, we were playing a, a game that came out a year or two after uh, Free 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 Space Two called Star Lancer, which um, its campaign is fully co op. Like single player and co op, and it works great. Yeah, it was shockingly flawless. Yeah, in, in execution. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun in free space. Yeah, it would be. But I the amount of work, there's oh, a lot of work I, that that needs to happen before that that can, can happen. Unfortunately, I, I would love to play like even the vanilla campaign in multiplayer. That would be awesome. I know, right? And apparently, there is a mod. I think someone I saw is either working on it or something like that that does allow that but it's really buggy which sounds like multiplayer free space you know anyway well, it sounds like it might be stable like on a LAN or a super great connection but other than that forget it oh uh, yeah yeah pretty much which is a which is a damn shame the damn shame so I'm sorry to tease you with that little UI button there yeah I was I got a little excited I, I got a little excited but that's okay no there's 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 so much uh, here now, um, I want to ask about replayability. How replayable are these missions, like with difficulty settings and whatnot? Like, what changes when you go from like um, easy to medium to you know hard? That sort of. I know. Thing? I know there are some people who've beat it on insane. So, Whoa, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, part of it is you're you're probably not used to the the newer UI that's used in this mod and Blue Planet and several others. But it, like Ew. with all games, once you play it for a while, you kind of get to know how the, the AI thinks. Yeah, the AI, I was very impressed. Like this mission I'm stuck in, I noticed that the I didn't even have to really tell the AI to do much. Like like they're so good. Like, oh, they, they, need to, they know they need to take care of those ships while I disable these other ones. And then, oh, yeah. they, know, they know they need to disable those guys while I disable this guy. Like it's it's pretty impressive. So is that yeah? Uh, is that a mod Part thing? That, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there's there's an AI called Fury AI made by a guy who goes by the name Fury um, that a lot of mods have started using because it helps ships not be so dumb. Um, and yeah, then and- some of the, a lot of that scripting too. We took care to make sure uh, the ships in in between the ashes aren't stupid. So like when you're getting orders to scan things. There is not a way for Fred to tell ships, to tell wingmates to scan stuff. So we set up waypoints and things and gave them speed limits so they would look like they were scanning things and do some trickery to Ah, set that up. Very nice. Very nice. We wanted the wingmates to feel real and not stupid. And well, here's the thing. They're not dumb in, in Vanilla Freelancer. They were pretty good, all things considered. You know, especially for the time as compared to like your wingmen in Wing Commander, which were, let's face it, they were kind of bog stupid in Wing Commander. Uh, they See, were all- what I would, 
what I dream is that Volition, now that now that they've played out the whole Saints Row thing, have they? Will come, Aren't will they come starting a new to, thing? Well, they're doing that Agents of Chaos thing. Yeah, superhero but, thing. Yeah, but it, but it's like the the Saints Row thing is played out. So uh, I, I I look at this as like the the Agents of Mayhem or whatever it's called is like the last squeeze of the tit, and the milk is gone. So you know maybe they can get more out of it, but not with me. So I want them to please come back to space, but bring yes, all the row crap and just do like saints freelancer in space. And then they've got the whole like GTA thing nailed, right? They know how to do that now. So at that point they can be the dream, right? Okay. We've got a, we've got a privateer game and then you jump out of the ship and run around the city. That'd be awesome. Right. In case any of those Run around, play are... pirate, go capture enemy ships by boarding them. That would be kind of yeah, 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 yeah. Because it, it's it's like if we had volition doing it, uh, you know, just make like Saints Row. Yeah, just a thing about three years ago. So because they've got everything built, you know. <laughs> just make Saints Row Two, which I, is still my favorite. Just make Saints Row Two with Freelancer. Boom. Yeah. Can you imagine a? And uh, every planet uh, is like another city, you know. Can you that, imagine like a space septic tank truck, and you fly. Thank around you. Just That's fly. the I, I miss that so much in the later games. The septic Avenger. Oh, I miss that yes. so so much. That was my favorite thing. That and when you, you, uh, you got pull up hired to the Death Star and drop the hose down. Oh my god! Like, Shooter's <laughs> cover, full. Cover it with crap. That and what was that other mission where? Uh, you got dressed up as a cop and like someone was filming you and they told you like beat up random people because, because they were filming you for a TV show. I think it was my other favorite. It sounds yeah. like something from GTA. Well, this, this is saints road two. So this was a car. This is a very, this is a copy of GTA with the ridiculousness turned up to 11. Right. Um, and instead of missiles, you'd well, the missiles would be shaped like, purple wieners and right <laughs> yeah, you know naturally. it would still be gta or it'd still be very gta ish very gta well, well saints went to space sorta and sorta four, but kinda sorta they had a oh, sci-fi element yeah it was actually riker's fever dream that's <laughs> that's that's what happened that's the dream he had after staring at those hologram harp player woman in that one episode, remember he's just sitting in his quarters, staring at these like tiny harp playing women. Like, huh? What's Did they doing? sing a song and then Mothra came? And it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like Mothra fairies, right? No, he was. He was. No, the look he had on his face was very creepy. If I remember that scene correctly, because it's been made fun of quite a bit. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, oh, we're dropping some more frames. Darn it. Anyway, so um, so now that this one is done, you've put up five patches for it. What is the next thing on your to-do list for this or for the next one? Mike? Uh, the very next thing we're going to do is we're going to get the mod pack ready and working on 3.8, which we mentioned. And um, I'm... We're detailing out the story for chapter two, and then we're going to start putting missions together for that. Um, 
you know, we're also working on some mechanics to hopefully solve some of the issues that people had with this one and really free space games in general. Um, campaigns right now are very much like you, you play it until you die or fail and then you have to start over from the beginning. And now we added checkpoints to help with that in the first one. Ideas to maybe help uh, mitigate that a little bit um, so that maybe you die and get thrown into a new ship and you have some penalties, but you can keep trying sort oh, of thing. That's kind of cool. Uh, so does all the work you've put in this first chapter help make, will that help make the second chapter quicker to release? Like you're going to build upon what you've made here. Or is it going to be all new models and stuff? Um, it really depends on how quickly we can put the missions together. Um, that was really the, the holdup for this. This one was getting the missions done. In fact, I've, I talked a little bit about Slasher, and I have a love-hate relationship with that guy. Um, <laughs> because, you know, I don't have any information about him other than his handle on the forums. He doesn't have an email. He doesn't have any sort of instant messenger or anything. And then, and he does excellent work. And then he disappears for months on end. Oh, no. Months. And I, I never know if he's going to go come back. In fact, he just did that recently. Like we were working on the story for chapter two and he had some excellent ideas. And then he just hasn't logged in since like February. It's like, okay, well, I guess we're just going to move on without him and he'll show back up uh, later. Maybe, maybe. he so, maybe like works for the government or something. I, you yeah. know, there's all kinds of conspiracy theories. I have no other way to contact him other than the forums, which is so weird and interesting. Do you ever, do you ever like get desperate? Like you're going to put a bounty on, out on him and just see if somebody can turn him up? no. But, uh, you know, that was happening up to the end of uh, getting the first chapter out. And I was waiting on him to finish the last mission, just waiting and waiting. And finally, I was like, all right, time's up. I'm doing it myself. And I'm sure it's a, a glimmer of what he originally had planned. Um, but it works. I finished it up enough to get it uh, to get it released. Oh, cool. So... You know, going into chapter two, it's really going to be getting getting the the missions done. Um, we try not to have to create a whole lot of new models because uh, that just slows things down. And there's so many community assets available already. So mm. I'll just grab something that somebody else made and released and get going with that, you know. Yeah. So whenever uh, you're messing around with mods, are, are you kind of do people like lock up their mod or are you able to like pull up all their models and look through everything that they did and, and open the missions up and everything? Yeah, it's the latter with free space. It's pretty hard to lock up your mod unless you're um, wing commander saga and you branch off and make your own game engine out of free space open. Oh, um, interesting. So, so I could like get a, get a compilation of, uh, of like Battlestar Galactica wing commander and, and, Babylon five, all in the same thing. I just have to find them. That would be difficult. They would have very conflicting, what we call tables. Uh Um, They'd have a lot of conflicting data. That would be difficult to put them all in the same build, essentially. Hmm. So it would take a lot of work. So what, what about just the, the actual shapes? Like without, uh, like, the stats of them. Is that what you're talking about? Like you'd, you'd oh, I'm, I'm including them against stats. each other. Yeah. I'm including the stats. Um, the way it works with free spaces, you have your model and your textures, and then you have uh, a file, which we call a table 
with an entry for that ship. And then that entry also references weapons, guns, other things. And so, so it, it kind of branches out. Well, do the ships have to replace an existing model? Like if there's 30 ships in the game, you have to lose one to gain one, or can you just add infinite, you know, add infinitum? I'm pretty sure there's a limit. Um, I don't know what it but is, it's, but it's not a straight swap. Then you're not just replacing assets. You can actually, yeah, you can add more. to it. Okay. Um, I did a lot of replacing in, in this one. I removed a lot of the free space two stuff that we weren't going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, clean. Bugs more there is in it, the more difficult that becomes. So, That's cool. Sounds like I'm going to definitely have to spend some time with uh, with this and that other mod you were talking about. Ancients. Apparently it's called. Well, no, not, not, the, not the Ancients. Oh, though. the other one. The, uh, the, yeah, uh, Just Another Day. Just Another Day. Yeah, just Another Day. The definitely Oing- should check out Just Another Day. Is that named after the Oingo Boingo song? It could be. <laughs> I don't know. I, there are so many cultural and even, you know, hard light references in Just Another Day that I can't keep up it, it it's it's amazing what he has done with that mod. So definitely go play that. Go play Blue Planet, Diaspora, all those great ones. Yeah, there are folks again. There are beyond this one, clearly, um, so many good mods and campaigns. Wings of Dawn. Oh, Wings of Spoon. Dawn. It's an anime sort of mod. Oh, uh, really? Total conversion. You don't even need free space to play it. Really? Um, yeah, it, another excellent one worth checking out. I'm basically writing all these down. <laughs> yeah, because there, I was looking at the. Um, someone talked about a wiki link that links all the um, all the campaigns. And uh, it's crazy. Well, that's the thing. Like our show last week, we were kind of lamenting that nobody has made a classic Starfighter game for a long, long time. And now we know why, because all you guys are over at Hardlight jamming on this. <laughs> it's, yeah, well. If, it's, if this wasn't there, then the frustration would exist that somebody would have made one by now. Yeah. I, I stick to this one, at least for this kind of game, because there's so much... Uh, openness with the engine and with the, mm. the tools we have available. Not a lot of games come with this. Yeah, I've, so I've heard that script I've heard, missions. Yeah, I've heard that Fred is is pretty much like the industry standard still as far as editor stuff goes for this kind yeah, of game. Free sp- even back in the day, it was very unusual for a space game to come with a full blown editor like Free Space One and Two did. And well, David was knocking out missions in Notepad. <laughs> yeah, you can totally do that if you're familiar enough with the the syntax. And which, yeah, thank God, somebody built a GUI tool for that, or I'd have never yeah. got in the door. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And there are times, you know, Fred can be a little um, funky. You know, I'd I'd be like, all right, fine, forget you, Fred, and I'd save the mission, close it down, pull it up in the notepad, and fix whatever I needed to fix, and then open it back up in Fred. That's that's. 
I don't have the patience to do any of this stuff. So I'm I'm really just amazed when uh, we talk to people like yourself and others who've like, how many hours would you say you've put into this yourself? Like, because you probably uh, have a full time job. This is not your full time job. Yeah, you probably yeah. have a full time job. So like, so so like, how many hours, days, weeks would you say you've put into this? I couldn't even begin to count. I mean, just with Between the Ashes, you know, we, I was working on this for the better part of five years, but then Free Space in general with the the cutscenes that I that I remade, the the animations, the the menu systems, models, textures. I've been doing this for a long time, <laughs> uh, and I couldn't even begin to tell you how many hours. It, a lot. I. I would just say that Hardlight is always open on my computer, always. And I've usually got some sort of project going on with it after work almost every day. Yeah, what do you what do you do nine to five? Are you an IT guy or what? Uh I do operations for actually a local church. I used to to do, you know, freelance video work and that kind of stuff. Uh, I stopped doing that. And so I do a little bit of IT, a little bit of operations, facility management. That sounds Thanks. a lot more. That sounds a lot more stable <laughs> than than the freelance yes. stuff. Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, because freelance work is. Uh, you know, and my wife really uh, hated doing the taxes for when I was doing freelance work. Oh so. God, yeah. No, Ten ninety nine is the worst. It's 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 terrible. Literally the worst. It, it really is terrible. There's nothing good about taxes for for yeah, freelance pretty much. work. Oh. Yeah, 1099 yeah, yeah. is almost like pay them to work. I I still do that kind of stuff occasionally on the side. Um, I, I do cash basis. Yeah. It never happened. <laughs> it's just... Uh, yeah, because my fiancé, she has um, like private, private students, and so the crap she has to deal with the taxes is so not fun. Man, the first time I had to sit down and write Uncle Sam a check with a bunch of zeros at the end, mm, I was not prepared for that. And I swore I swore that type of work off immediately. It was damn near like I had I almost had to get a loan to pay like my now where I get a check with a couple of zeros. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Folks, um, oh my god. So the stream is pretty much dead. Um that's a bummer. So we might as well wrap it up. Uh but people are still going to get the audio version. So, Hunter, uh, let's wrap this up. What did you want? There was something you wanted. I'm, I'm blanking because I've been focusing on this stream issue. What was the thing you wanted to talk about, Hunter? You want to talk about something? Well, well, we had uh, we were talking about just before the show, the uh, Star Wars on Steam is stupidly cheap. But before that, we're looking at completely revamping how we do Thursday nights around here with space game junkie and just really in general with our community interaction, we have some ideas. I'm trying to siphon through all of Jim's stupid memes in the admin room. It was a meme heavy day. Um, but basically so, what Hunter's trying to say is we're going to switch over to those Japanese dating games. And <laughs> yes. The uh, game, games that you don't want people to see pop up on your now playing list. So, yeah, let's, yeah. So we're looking at um, 
every week we're going to do something completely different on a, a Thursday. So, for example, we're going to start doing like we're going. To, I think we're going to start this what in June. We said, yeah, um, week one. Week one, what we're going to do is we're going to do just like a hat pull of a game, like where we'll get the community to submit whatever games that they want, and we'll put them into a hat. And we'll draw for that week what we're going to play. And we are going to reserve the right to pull any troll games and not use those, such as genital jousting, for example. That one's off the table. Dude, I spent, <laughs> I spent good money on buying yeah. about 10 copies of that. 25 cents a sale. copy was not. <laughs> That's not good money. <laughs> that was although, the best although, money. Although that was a really funny night. That but video was available at unusual pickle on <laughs> just YouTube. not for the stream that's all <laughs> uh so week two we're gonna do a random space game of our choosing we'll get together as the admin team and we'll just pick a random space game that we'll play and we'll let everybody know ahead of time or even we'll let the community pick a random space game either way uh it's gonna be a space game um and then week three Week three, we're going to do a like a long running repeating um, game on the third week of every month. Something like uh, a co op game that's got a story mode that we will work through together, or an MMO, or something until we finish or get to the point where we're we're done playing that after several months. But that's going to be a long term game that uh, you guys are all welcome to join in on. And then week four, we're going to try something completely different that I don't think we've ever done here at Space Game Junkie, which is we're going to try to do uh, we're going to try to do some some digital tabletop uh, games, such as Tabletop Simulator or other digital versions of tabletop games. Um, we're going to try and keep, we're going to try and keep those more uh, space based type games, such as the X Wing miniatures, but um, I'm sure, or even like the Captain is Dead, for example. Cosmic Tiny galaxies, yeah. There's plenty of them. There's 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 plenty of them that are available, but we're not opposed to potentially trying others as well. And then if if we have a month where there happens to be a fifth Thursday of the month, we'll do another hat pool. And coincidentally enough, June has five Thursdays, so we will be doing five completely different things. So that's that's the the weekly thing that we're going to do. The other thing that we're going to do is we're offering it for anybody in the community who wants to host or do a community event that is not on our Tuesday or Thursday night uh, streams. If you guys want to get the community together to play a game, you want us to put it on the calendar and, and, and announce it for you guys and whatnot, just let us know. Send us an email. Send us a Facebook message. Send us a Discord DM. We are more than willing to work with our community to get these things going. So if you guys have any ideas... Um, you know, say you want to run a, uh, a a private Osiris server, and and you got five other people you want to play with, but you don't know who they are yet. You don't know who you're going to invite to your server. Okay, fine. Let us know, and we'll put out the word for you. Yeah, or if you want to do like we had a community member named Chrono who did a for about a month. We were doing a weekly Stellaris game. If you want to do a weekly Stellaris game with Space Game Junkie community, let us know. We'd be happy to put the word out there for you. So and also we have people that hang in here that do play elite. Um, I'm actually playing elite right now. And uh, a lot of Warframe has been happening lately. So if you want to play those kind of things, hit us up. Yeah. All you gotta do is just yeah. show, show up, 
go into 10 forward. It's, it's not really clearly labeled as this is the main lobby, but 10 forward is it. And, uh, just be like, Hey, I'm here for the, I'm here for the dumb. And, uh, and we'll be dumb with you. May the dumb be with you. It's, uh, May the 2nd, not the 4th, but May the 2nd. May the 2nd be with you, I think. Is that how that works? Something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just trying to get the stream to work. I'm just trying to get the stream to work again. Star Wars. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, uh, folks, yeah, I apologize to if if you can hear us. But folks in the audio... um, we're having, I'm having serious internet issues tonight. Like, I've been trying all sorts of things to get the stream back. It's not working. I'm starting to debate whether we should keep doing this live or not. Um, because it's just so problematic. And so... Well, you could just stream it live. We're recording it local. And then the live stream is what it is, right? But the but the upload will be pristine in any, you know, so... Yeah, I'm working on... We can talk about that some other time, though. But uh, right, but I'm gonna be spending time tomorrow night just streaming out the yin yang, trying to find settings that work. Um, and maybe it's just a Tuesday thing. I don't know. It's very frustrating, Mike. I'm sorry uh, that your show, your episode, is a victim of this. Um, it's really okay. Not your fault. I mean, there will yeah, we be. Do, we do. We do great. Like every night of the week, except for Tuesday. Yeah, I don't it's, know why. Strange. It's it is super strange. strange. Uh, the 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 soon to be wife might want me to switch to Mondays soon, so I don't know. Um, yeah, see, I'm open I, to that. I just Mondays found good. I just found out about that, so uh, we will see. But yeah, folks, I just wanted to apologize for the uh, the video. The audio is still recording. That's going to be fine. That's going to be great. Uh, but the video, pfft. so. Uh, <laughs> It's very frustrating. So might as well just wrap this up. But yeah, Hunter, uh, what Hunter said is basically just because we stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays doesn't mean we're not doing stuff every other night. If you want a Wednesday night whack-a-mole uh, game of freaking... That sounds like a VR game. Be like <laughs> Wednesday, whack-a-mole. Wednesday whack-a-mole. Uh, I like alliteration. But if you if you want to say, hey, everyone, let's play this on Wednesdays. Do it, man. Just come on to Discord or the forum. Uh, um, uh, the forum. Come on to Discord <laughs> or Facebook. There's a forum? There is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there is. And no one uses it. Not even me, really. Uh, because no one else does. And so it's kind of a depressing place that I'm thinking of shutting down. I don't know. Um, but, it's yeah. a good place for show now. Yeah. But, um, folks... Yeah, if uh, if you want to do something with the community, just come on and ask. We're totally open to it, and, and we uh, may even join you. We, we might if we if we can, if one of us can, or if all of us can, we will join you. If not, I we 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 can't. But we have a lot of people in our community. There's at least sixty to seventy people on Discord at any one time. Many of them we have some lurkers, uh, but many of them are active, and many of them play all kinds of games: Elite, Warframe. Uh, freelancer. freelancer now. Uh, yeah. so by the way, we have a dedicated freelancer discovery channel now. 
and yeah. uh, some of the developers of that mod are hanging in that channel. Yeah, it's been so, pretty, it's been pretty awesome. You know, it'll it'll be good. And yeah. until we get our server up, we are playing on the official. And uh, we're not going to compete with the official. We're just going to no. be a, a more low-key sandbox to learn the game before you go over there and play with the big boys. Yeah, and uh, it's it's going to be our own little freelancer world uh, eventually. And it's going to be great because the I stuff... Wanna, I want to make a, a world in Second Life for us. Uh, be, uh, oh, boy, Second Life. That's, uh, that's a game I thought I wouldn't hear anymore. Uh, it's still around, apparently. It's a presence I, I've not felt since. <laughs> yeah. I, I I know yeah. someone who uh, who found a girlfriend on Second Life. I really don't talk to hey, him anymore. Uh, hey Jim, after the show, ask me about a story about Second Life. Okay. <laughs> ask me. That sounds like one of those stickers. Ask me about Amway. Ask me about Second Life. <laughs> ask me about I've, old I've hardware. Yeah. Mike, uh, let's wrap up. What besides this? Since we're still recording the audio, uh, what do you? What are you? Pl- are you playing anything on your own besides um, Free Space? Clearly, I am kind of a Nintendo fanboy. So for oh. the last month, it's been um, Breath of the Wild and now Mario Kart Eight. Oh, so do you? So, have a, do you have a Switch, or are you still I, on the I Wii? I do U? have a Switch. Oh, I do you, have a Switch. I do have a Wii U, but I, I love it. Yeah, you know, I've got it. I've got it on the Wii U myself. I thought that I would get the Switch and pretty much keep it plugged into the dock all the time, but it's actually mostly sitting on my desk. So, if you had the urge to attach octa balloons to your Starfighter to make it maybe <laughs> go faster, and then like whip a leaf out the window, and, well, uh, not yet, but I will have to do that now. Chapter two idea, Zelda reference. Well, there's, there's like you know, like in Zelda, you can equip those things to like rafts, and all of a sudden you start flying. And oh yeah, yeah, that's the beauty I, of that game. Is like anything you think is absurd, like oh, it couldn't do this. It totally does, just because they made a physics toy box. And let's not let's not forget to like congrats to the modding slash emulator community. They worked like the fastest I've ever seen them work to get a game to emulate on a PC after its release. Yeah. How, how close that is that project fast. now? Is it, is it, it is playable? like, it is like 90% ready. Really? God, they've gotten the frame rates like so under lock and key. And <laughs> it's like the sole reason for that, that Wii U emulator to exist is for breath of the wild. <laughs> like, Holy crap. Yeah, that's been impressive. So yeah, kind of a Nintendo fanboy. I do. I I play a lot of Nintendo games. Yeah, I've um I've been a pretty solid Nintendo fanboy myself. Nintendo and PC is where my heart's always been. I agree. Yeah, what's well, Nintendo is the only people that I mean, other than like Xbox has Halo and PlayStation has. Something. Uncharted, yeah, Uncharted. Which, but none of that is like a cool mascotty character, right? You know, and and with Nintendo, they have a stable of their in-house. You know, well, E-player. Sony, Sony used to have mascots. It was like Spyro, right. Crash. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, like Sega, 90s. Sega. Yeah, Sega still has theirs, but they're like on the Nintendo platform now. Yeah, which is so funny. Spyro's yeah. turned Spyro's turned into digital Hummels. <laughs> yeah, and that's sad though. It's just like you know these IPs that people people really loved 
they kind of like just ditched them by the wayside and they're not really doing much with them. Do you have any homes? Well, everything went to shooter games. And then we got Call of Duty out the wazoo. And doesn't really need mascots. Other than Master Chief, I guess. So yeah, but even Master Chief, they they killed Master Chief though. Like that's I mean, not literally like he's dead, but like the, that that idea of him being a mascot for Microsoft to me is doesn't exist anymore. Like yeah, they, just conceptually they ran it the ground. Yeah, yeah, you're just, not it, you're not wrong. It just conceptually doesn't make sense to see him as a mascot. It's like it's like he's the Crash Bandicoot for Microsoft now. Like he's still there on the shelf. He's just not being used. <laughs> I think PlayStation Four their their new mascot is going to be a robot dinosaur from uh, Horizon. That game is awesome. That. I can get behind that. I haven't played yeah. that game yet, but it's on my to-do list. My, my wife it's ran my out game. and bought a PlayStation just to play that game. She doesn't hey, Brian, she didn't care if anything else existed on it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Here. It just dawned, it just dawned on me. I was like, I haven't heard Brian. Is no, he, no. Are I'm we recor- done? No, no, no. We, no. He's working on the stream. <laughs> I'm working on the stream. You guys play. I'm recording the audio, so this is still great. We haven't quit. We haven't said goodnight, and you guys are talking. Well, you're game. also. You guys are um, talking gaming. Also, this is great. So keep talking. All right, well, walking your keep, channel keep working. Well, your channel auto hosts me whenever. Yeah, that's true. Offline, so I just pipe the audio through so people can watch me like suck at elite and still listen to us. Oh, okay. There may be people there now. Who yeah. knows? Funny. Yeah. Um. So, so besides Breath of the Wild, are you playing anything else? Uh, I dabbled a little bit in Ghost Recon Wildlands recently, um, and Mario Kart 8 is what I've been playing the last couple of days. Are you doing the Wildlands on PC or what? Yeah, PC. Yeah, we dabbled a little as well. It didn't, uh, I, I was, I was, you know, people were like, oh, it's just going to be GTA but military, and I was like, yes, please, that would be great, because we try to play GTA and it's got its own frustrations, right? So if we could play GTA and do all the content with just a private group without dealing with any knuckleheads, we would play that every night. Yes. Um, unfortunately, too many knuckleheads. I, it, all I need is like, I'm trying to rob a bank and some ass flies by in a Harrier and strafes me. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I, I don't need the the twelve year old trolls. If I could just somehow escape that, it would be great. So I thought, well, man, Wildlands is going to be it. Um, eh, I don't know. I could go back and play it like anytime somebody said, "Hey, let's go play it." But I don't seek it out. I don't think anybody else is really seeking it either. So I don't know. Maybe it'll come back around. They need to fix those helicopters, though. Jesus, helicopters are ridiculous in that that i don't know who thought that was a good idea to make a helicopter like it flies like a helicopter until you get moving and then it turns into a car and the controls it's like i had to screw with it for like an hour to get my brain to rewire for it i didn't i didn't have a whole lot of trouble with those controls but maybe that's just me well a couple hundred hours and like battlefield flying helicopters okay well that would do it yeah Anyway. <laughs> so it's interesting. I don't get a viewer count in my own channel, but I don't see your channel though on Twitch. So I don't know if there's anybody here. I'm, try- I'm trying all sorts. Of, I'm trying all sorts so, of things. 
So how that works, Jim, is like you won't see like he's hosting you. They're chatting on his channel. You won't see yeah, any won't of see that. It. That's the yeah. interesting thing. Like I wonder how that works with like analytics. Like if you're being hosted and people are are chatting in the other person's stream, do the, like does that count towards your viewer account? Like how does that I, work? I bet it doesn't. So it's almost like a like a backhanded favor. It's like, well, people become aware of me, but they're not actually on my thing or something. I don't know. It's weird. I think I might have figured out. I think part. you killed the stream. I, oh, I've killed it many times. Uh, <laughs> well, it looks like we're back up on. on no, Twitch. we're down. Uh, I think I figured out part of yeah, the yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. And I might, I think I might, I think I might have figured out part of the problem. I need to install a network monitor to uh, to watch what the network's doing. But I think one of the problems might be I'm saving the um, the audio file here, the wave yeah. file, to a Dropbox folder, and so Dropbox is oh. constantly trying to save it. Oh yeah, so you're streaming like yeah. double. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, don't do that. So I'm 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 learning that. <laughs> so so I'm gonna try, uh, folks. We're gonna try something a little different next time, uh, and try and stream, try and record this to another folder, or no, I'll turn Dropbox off. You know, I'll try that next time. Yeah, just time. let it go in there. Yeah. Let it go yeah. in there. Just shut the sink down. Yeah, I'll turn it off. I'm not gonna turn it off while it's doing this right now, but next time I'm gonna turn it off, and. Uh, See if that does the trick. I'm going to try that again tomorrow, too. Um, yeah, let's wrap up. Um, so, folks, uh, just some programming notes. I uh, apologize for kind of an odd show, at least from my end, at the end. Uh, if you're trying to watch this on the video, I apologize. Just listen to the audio, really, because damn! Damn! Um, and it might be a, maybe a Dropbox thing in general because I was dropping frames the other day too, but I wasn't recording anything to Dropbox. So maybe I have to turn off Dropbox while I'm streaming. Um, that might be a thing. Turned off everything else, but um, yeah, that's, that's an absolute thing. Like, yeah, you're gonna have to turn off Dropbox. You can still save it to that folder, and then when and you're then, done, exactly, turn, turn Dropbox back on. Back on and and it'll exactly, sync back I think that's what I'm gonna try and do. Uh, so, folks, just a couple of programming notes. Um, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, this week, May the 4th, uh, we're going to be playing Battlefront 2, which you can get... I, I got to put this up tomorrow, then, so people can uh, be ready. Uh, we're going to be playing Battlefront 2 over Evolve with um, the... What's it called? The Ultimate Pack? It's like a 30-gig... Mod that adds hundreds. It's it adds hundreds of maps. It adds ten like eras and game modes, and it turns it into the best Gungan sim- murder simulator you will ever find. So uh, we're going to be playing that on Thursday, and Next, it is currently two dollars and forty nine cents on yeah, Steam. If you do not have it, it, get it now. Worth it. Um, next week on the show, if I'm remembering this correctly, let me look it up real quick. Uh, Oh, yeah, it's two, uh, two weeks. So next week on the show, there's a new um, spacey RTS coming to Steam. It's called Empyrean Frontier. 
We're going to be having the dev on the uh, show next week for that. And then next Thursday, um, we've been, we put it off because we were hoping it would go on sale, but it hasn't yet. But next Thursday, we are going to be playing We Need to Go Deeper. I'm very excited about that one. Very, very excited about that one. Apparently, that game is a blast. And it's only 10 bucks, so it's not like we're really missing out. But, um, yeah, so that's what we're playing next week. So a lot of good stuff coming, and we're still working on the uh, Discovery server. Hopefully we'll have that up soon. No pressure or anything, guys. Uh, but I want it. I want it really badly. Like, really, really badly. Um, but for now, we're playing on the official server, so if you want to join us, just uh, download Discovery Freelancer. The it's, uh, links are on the website, or you can just type in Discovery Freelancer. Um, yeah. So here's here's the pro tip, right? And and by the way, if you don't own Freelancer, do not fret because there's, there's a, link a link to it. There's a link to that. We, do, we don't right, endorse that, but it's not on our site. What can we do? We don't endorse it, but I could make it available to you. Shh, on, no, 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 no. <coughs> you know. <laughs> reasons but <laughs> but anyway you know if they would just put that damn game on gog fuck right or steam even just, put it on steam even put it, put it anywhere uh there's a tip to uh running the game on windows 10 um because it doesn't like to run by itself well, on the, windows the 10. problem is it's direct play because direct play is an optional component in windows 8 and windows 10 so you have to go to programs and features and add a feature and check the box next to direct play and you're done. And yeah. Uh, we will post a link to that, but there's also, if you come to our discovery, if you come to our uh, discord server and look in the links info section, there is a link to the fix for freelancer windows 10 as well. So, so the, the pro tip that I will give everybody starting okay. out in discovery is oh, beginner. when you start the game, you're going to start, at, in the Pennsylvania system at Planet Erie, mm-hmm. right? Undock from there. If you turn around and look behind the planet, there's a big blue cloud. That is a mining area. So what you do, you take your initial wad of money, maybe do like one or two missions you might have to, where like the cheapest go kill some gangster yeah. stuff. Sell the pilots because they're worth like 5000 each, and you'll probably get like 10 of them in your hold. Mm-hmm. That is enough money to buy the smallest of the frigate or the uh, freighters put four, not two, but four mining turrets on it and fly into that cloud. Um, go into the options in the game and turn off the checkbox that has space dust. Because when you get rid of the space dust, the only thing left is the asteroids that you can shoot. So there's no distracting dust that looks just like the shootable things. Um, and you shoot the little rocks. Well, the thing that I found out from from playing with uh, Spastic Dragon is that the more mining turrets you have, they do simultaneous hits on the rock. So each one counts as a rock. So if you hit it with six turrets, you just picked up six units instead of one. Oh, that's amazing. So load load it up with the turrets and fly in there, and within three minutes, you'll have the hold full. 
and then don't land back at the planet. Between the planet and the cloud is a player-owned station because you can own stations just like Eve. Um, there's a player-owned station that you can dock at, and it and it will buy the ore from you for top dollar. It's like 850 credits uh, per, and about four trips, and I had two million credits, and I could buy like a really nice fighter. So there you go. Took me about 15 minutes to have a really nice fighter. Or you can just do uh, slash restart beginner. And yeah, and then, then you get the freighter for free. Yeah, with mining lasers. And yeah, then you can only just, two. two but still, you can buy more after yes. not too long. And uh, yeah, what they've done with this mod is just astounding. Like, if you've ever played, if you ever played Freelancer, that whole set, that whole galaxy of Freelancer is just like one third of the game now. There's yeah, like, and it's like, oh, I want to play. I want to be a character that's uh, that's a, the junkers that live in in the the Rhineland system. You can do that. Well, okay, then you type slash restart. You know, Rhineland junker, pow, and you start Boom. in that station aligned to that faction, and all all your role play stuff is set for that, and you get the appropriate ship with the appropriate equipment, and now you start there. Right. So, and you have to do it right when you create your character. If you make any money or anything, it, it invalidates that. Um, and I would suggest, though, for your first character, and you can have multiple characters on the server too. Uh, that's highly suggested. So, mm-hmm. you have one character that's a miner and he makes all the money. And then you can set up bank transfers between characters. So, you don't have to log in to transfer money. You put like a pin code on your guy. And then you just pull money out of the other character's bank account. That's amazing. So you have the miner that goes out and grinds money. And then you log in your fighter pilot that buys a battleship with it and flies off and kills things. That's amazing. And they do community events that are actually, you know, the the admins will come in and and actually run enemy ships around. And And that's what we want to do once we get set up. So it's very exciting stuff. So, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to this episode number, oh, my God, 202. I should have said it at the beginning, but I didn't. And uh, we will see you next week. Have a good night, everyone.